Hello and welcome to Fertility Talks, the Therapy Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Von Medding. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Claire, one of our therapy fertility patients who initially came in for egg freezing and is now pregnant with identical twin boys. So you waited, you came in for your bloods and got the call later that day what was that like so I was hopeful but I was really really nervous I really didn't know what way the phone call was going to go so when I heard that I was pregnant like I just couldn't believe it and that's in itself really helpful because you know so many people go through this and no one knows doing it as as a solo mother you know you absolutely need that support and so many people just don't have it like I've just had nothing but support joy everybody's delighted for me nobody cares how they're they're coming here they just know that they're my babies and they're so happy for me to finally be a mom like I've waited so long to experience this I'm just looking forward to every moment you know I just want to treasure every part of the pregnancy the birth the everything you know I'm 36 I'll be 37 soon always known I've wanted kids I feel like I've waited forever to be at this point so I'm just excited for it all Well, thank you so much for coming in to chat with me. I'm so excited to have you here and um, to hear more about your very exciting and slash unusual story. Um, so maybe we'll start by if you could just introduce yourself and, and, and tell, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yep. So I'm Claire. Mm-hmm. I'm 36 and I am currently pregnant with therapy, fertility, identical twin boys. it's very exciting very exciting very shocking and very exciting so very unexpected yes yes yeah so obviously when you have um non-identical twins or fraternal twins it's usually less of a shock um but having identical twins is you know one embryo splitting so i'm sure when you had that scan when when you were told that you were having twins i definitely cried and i think the sonographer also cried for me <laughs> initially i was totally shocked especially because i'm doing it on my own and as a single parent you know it totally turned everything upside down yeah. when there was two babies there not yeah. one and um fraternal twins are really strongly in my genes actually my sister has a fraternal twins yeah. um there's i think four in my female cousins so I really thought I'd eliminated that risk by only putting one embryo in and totally blindsided to find out that there were two babies there. <laughs> and it was on Christmas week as well. So it was like a, a, a gift. After time, it was a gift, but initially it was a big shock. So let's go back to the start. What brought you into therapy fertility in the first place? And what, what year did you come in here first? So I always knew I wanted to be a mother and I think I was in maybe 32, 33 when a relationship ended and I that I knew I was destined to have kids all my life. I always had that maternal flair. Um, and I, I knew I wasn't going to force anything in order to become a mother. So I'd kind of made the decision already that, you know, maybe going it solo was the, the route for me. Um, thought it over a long time, but didn't take any action. When I hit 35 then, I knew I was kind of coming into maybe the, the danger period of, of things maybe reducing or the quantity or quality reducing with age um and I happened to live nearby therapy in Carrick Mines and was walking over to the retail park and it was like this sign from (laughs) from, you know out of the heavens therapy fertility had come you know into my neighborhood um it was in August 2021 so it had just opened and they were doing the free nurse consultations um so yeah it was just an easy decision it was something I'd thought about hadn't actioned and right beside my house and um, was the ability to have a free consultation so in I came so you came in first 
I believe with the intention of looking at egg freezing. Yeah, so I didn't think I was quite ready to have kids, but knew I wanted to make sure that I had all of the options when the time came. So I was initially coming in with the thoughts of egg freezing, but in the nurse consultation, when I mentioned that actually it was with the thoughts of still doing it by myself, but in a year or two, they advised that embryo freezing really would have more success. Um, So... Yeah, so then a kind of, I, I knew then, okay, the plan had changed. This is going to cost a little bit more money, you know, so I came away from it. So I'd done the first test to make sure everything was okay, but then I stepped away from it for a few months and just kind of my, got my ducks in a row. And six months later, I came back then to actually progress with the treatment. So that was to do embryo freezing with donor sperm? Yes. So I did my high cozy to make sure everything was clear. And then when I had my consultation with John, John then advised that actually maybe both was the option <laughs> for me. So the plan kept changing, but for the right reasons. Mm. So I wanted to, while I was already doing this journey, kind of prepare for all options. Yeah. So in case I did meet somebody in the future, mm-hmm. but maybe I was older and things weren't working so well that I would have a bank of eggs in the freezer for that scenario, while also then making embryos for me to use in the very near future. So we decided then to do a round of egg freezing followed by a round of IVF. Um, at that point, I still wasn't sure whether I was ready to transfer. But at, at that time, it was OK, let's get everything in the freezer and then, then decide. OK, so what did you do first? I did the egg freezing. And how did that go? That went super easy, so well. Now, the first time I did it, sorry, I lied. The first time I did it, I had a bit of a reaction to the initial medication. Mm-hmm. So I first attempted to do it in May. And after five days on the first side of medication, had to abort quickly. And um, do you think that was just a reaction to whatever medication you were using? Yeah, um, I would suffer from anxiety and panic okay. attacks sometimes. So um, I wasn't sure whether kind of the messing with the, my hormones mm. initially kind of triggered one or the other. Sure. But my mental health definitely was affected from the estrogen which is the first medicine yeah. that's given. Um, a very, very, very quick mm. and drastic impact on my mood. Okay. Um, quite scary. Wasn't prepared for it. You know, I thought the injectables were kind of the part that you had to look <laughs> out for. I had no idea that the first round of medication was yeah. equally as impactful. Yeah. Um, so it took me a month or two to kind of get back on track again. So the decision was made to put a halt to that yeah, cycle. Yeah, so I aborted okay. straight away. Yep. I knew something wasn't right, yep. so aborted straight away. Yep. Um spoke to John Mm. you know about the reaction and that I'm really anxious and what are my options Mm. so he said we could try it again but with progesterone instead of the estrogen um for the medication so in August I did that and it was so smooth I had absolutely no reaction to the progesterone my mood was unaffected like it was night and day it was so simple it's funny isn't it how someone's reaction to different medication can be so different because For a lot of us, progesterone is the one that really affects your mood. But obviously for you, it was estrogen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was an instant impact. And with the progesterone, I just felt like myself the whole way through it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was was great that there was a plan B. Mm. John had outlined that, you know, after that, you know, there isn't really any other options. Mm. So I was very nervous to try the progesterone. And thankfully, it it went really, really smoothly. And that was just the treatment plan I needed going forward then. So how did that cycle of egg freezing go? What was the outcome? So I got 15 eggs, 14 of which were matured. Mm -hmm. And they are now in the freezer in therapy. 
Amazing. And so then how soon after that did you progress to say, hey, I'm ready for another cycle. Let's do some embryo. So funny story. (laughs) I was on such a high that day. I mean, I was on cloud nine. I couldn't believe how easy it was, how successful it was. I went home that afternoon and I ordered donor sperm and I signed up for IVF. (laughs) I couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait to go again. So how quickly did it all happen? So then I waited until day... 18. Like had you had you looked at donor sperm prior to that day or was it like all within the one day? Back in May I had looked okay. to kind of see what was out there yeah. and I remember saying to John, God John I found a, a donor sperm five days ago and now today he's not there. Yeah, yeah. You know um, and John explained that because the regulations in Ireland and there's much less or fewer donor sperms sure. so therefore it's a very fast market. Yeah. So then at that point you know okay I won't look. I know what's important Until to me for my ready. initial yeah. one and when I'm ready I'll look then mm-hmm. but I didn't think that I would literally find and buy something within 20 minutes (laughs) it was so fast and so quick yeah so um how soon after that did you kind of get in touch with the clinic and say hey I'm that day that day that day again I signed up so they said okay we have to wait till you get your period yep and then that's the cycle we can go again so I think seven days later I had my period and then I was starting again for IVF wow yeah. okay so there wasn't even a cycle between the egg freezing no. it was immediately yeah, the next immediate. cycle that's amazing yeah. so how how did that go and I suppose psychologically I'm sure it felt a little bit different going through an embryo freezing cycle because with an egg freezing cycle you know you're going to freeze the eggs yeah whereas with the IVF cycle you know that the outcome is you're actually trying to make embryos yeah to try to make a baby well actually I was planning on doing a fresh embryo transfer so on the day that I ordered sperm I was like this is the time I'm ready I can't wait I'm so excited and again the plan was made and I was aiming for a fresh embryo transfer um so it wasn't really much different I felt much more prepared going into this one because I knew it was the exact same process up to the point where they take my eggs and everything else happens externally thereafter I didn't really know what came next but I knew you know, okay, the goal is go through the same motions and then see how many embryos I get. And hopefully I get some and hopefully I get enough that I can give myself a good chance of having a baby from them. So again, it was very, very simple, very easy. It was actually probably easier than the egg freezing because I knew what to expect and I wasn't worried, I wasn't anxious. I was just really excited. So what happened then uh, at the point where you had the egg collection? So I knew from the scan that I think you have two scans before the egg collection and I knew at the first scan that it looked like it was going a bit um, over. It was overstimulating. Uh, I think they had counted 30, maybe 35 follicles and I think I had 25 in the one previously. Three days later, by the time I came back for the second scan, it had increased to 45 follicles. So at that point, it was definitely ruled out. I wasn't able to have a fresh embryo transfer. That was actually the hardest part in that cycle because, again, I was just so eager and so ready to go. Um, so knowing it was going to be delayed by a few weeks, that was tough. But then the focus kind of quickly shifted to, okay, how many embryos do I have? Do I have any? Um, so, yeah. And, and luckily, they got 20... I think 22 eggs, there was 20 fertilized then and 10 of them made it to blastocysts. That's amazing. Yeah. Those are amazing numbers. Yeah. Were you thrilled with that? Un- yeah, totally shocked. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely delighted. So you knew you had 10 blasts yeah. in the freezer. 
um, and you wanted to come back on your next cycle for yeah. for a frozen embryo transfer. So again, that day, <laughs> <laughs> I signed up for the and paid for the frozen embryo transfer and went, okay, how quick can I go? Sure. So again, we were waiting just on the next period, which came about six, seven days later, and then I was at day one again and ready, gearing up then for the the transfer. And what did you do for the prep for the frozen? Just out of interest, because I know you mentioned the estrogen had been difficult were you on estrogen for the frozen embryo transfer yes and so, how did that affect your mood do you know what I actually okay it did impact mm-hmm. and it, it did definitely being on that medication then all through the early first few mm-hmm. weeks of pregnancy I did notice my mood was different mm-hmm. the whole way through but not to the extent that it was the first time yeah. guess my body was somewhat used to sure. being a little bit all over the place with all the hormones so maybe I was just able to handle the situation a bit yeah. better um plus at that point it was a means to an end so I was going to power through no matter what came my way um what I knew I needed though in that time because I was very worried I knew I'd need support I'd need people aware that I'm going on this medication I'm worried about and you know to keep an eye on me look out Mm -hmm. to make sure I'm doing okay and if not you know approach me or seek help or help me seek help so I just made sure I had people looking out for me in case it didn't go well And that's in itself really helpful yeah. because, you know, so many people go through this and no one knows. Yeah. So um, and then doing it as as a solo mother, you know, you absolutely need that support. And so many people just don't have it. Yeah. So I'm sure that's been really beneficial. Definitely. So the first time I did it, I told nobody. And actually, that was the point where I needed people the most. So I knew then going forward the rest of it, I needed an inner circle I needed people in work to know I needed people at home to know and I needed a few friends to know so no matter where I was I had somewhere to turn to um but it was difficult from the perspective I also wanted that time of privacy you know so it it is a hard balance to find you know you want to have that private time where you get to 12 weeks and then you're telling everybody when everything is okay and um so it's hard you want a normal experience but then you also need to tell people so it's it's a hard balance to find it is and I guess it's it no one way is the right way to do no. it it's just whatever your individual journey is and what you need at that that moment so you went on the meds prepped for the frozen embryo transfer yes. came back in did you try skipped tran- back in that day. <laughs> skipped back in for a transfer of one or two yeah. embryos for one one and it was funny, actually, John called me over when I went into the room to have mm. the transfer. He called, called me over to the screen and he goes, Claire, I've never seen this before. And he points to the screen and he goes, egg, 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 embryo, embryo, embryo. <laughs> like, you're covered for all areas. Oh. Like, I've never seen anything like that. So, And as the embryologist was handing over my embryo, she goes, um, here's your embryo for your transfer. Now, I've nine more here if you need them. Just I don't think you yeah, will, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I have nine more yeah, here. Yeah, she was like, this is it. Yeah, exactly. I think they knew it was a good one. I don't think they knew how good it was, but they knew it was a good one. So you did the transfer. You went home. Did you test at home? So I actually thought I would. And I went to the shop and I bought a bag full of pregnancy tests. And I was planning on testing the whole way through. Um, I wanted to do one straight away because I'd heard now, I don't know if it was true, but that sometimes the medication can trigger a false positive. And I heard of a story of a person who had tested early and had a red line and then watched it fade. And I just thought that was heartbreaking. So I took a test to find the baseline and then I planned on testing all the way through. And the closer that I got to the blood test, I just, I just didn't want to test. I said I'd wait. So I had planned to test, but in the end I didn't. So did you do the first one even? I did the first one yeah. to make sure there was no line. Yeah. And then I didn't test again. Yeah. 
So you waited, you came in for your bloods and got the call later that day. What was that like? Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, You you can't help but worry and doubt that it didn't work out. You know, I think it's it's not that you are thinking it's not going to work, but you're preparing yourself for if it didn't. So I was hopeful, but I was really, really nervous. Mm. I really didn't know what way the phone call was going to go. So when I heard that I was pregnant, like I just couldn't believe it. So happy. I didn't feel any different. You know? I'm <laughs> I like, know. I'm pregnant, but I still feel I know, you want to feel different. Yeah, you want to feel yeah. like this, like, yeah. moment. But, yeah. Yeah, and then it was just then the two weeks or the however many days until the first scan. I was just in this little bubble of happiness. Hadn't told my family. Had planned on telling them at Christmas, doing a big surprise. Um, so those in work knew, and a friend knew, and that was it. Um, so at that stage, I was trying to get some of that... Uh, normal experience sure. to then tell people so yeah it was great just this little secret and a big ball of happiness and were you worried in that time because I know sometimes and I guess it it depends whether you know people have gone through repeated loss and you know it's a different experience yeah. for everyone who's going through it depending on where they're coming from yeah but for some people the wait between having the blood test and having the scan is actually really difficult because you don't really know what's going on I guess I was blessed with my naivety because yeah. it all worked so well. So yeah, it's my yeah. first time ever being pregnant. It was my first transfer, first everything. Mm. Um, so the naivety stood to me because I didn't yeah. worry about what yeah. could go wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I was I was really fine. I was totally fine in that in between time. So then you came in for your scan. <laughs> then it do you all remember? Changed. Do you remember who your nurse was? I don't remember her name because it was the first time actually she had scanned me. Um, so I don't know her name. I'm going to have to find out who yeah, it was, yeah. who, who had the heart attack. I'm sure she remembers. <laughs> so, so what happened? You were being scanned. Yeah. And then I knew there was something she had said to me. She was poking around as she does <laughs> and then says, you only transferred one embryo, right? <laughs> and I just paused and I went, is there two babies? <laughs> and she said, yes. Oh. And I broke down into tears I'm probably the only person to have sat in that chair and cried sad tears initially you know but it was just a shock um I'm doing it on my own and the difference between one baby and two babies is huge and I knew it was going to turn my life upside down um and I didn't know how I was going to manage it so it was it was not a, a happy surprise initially and they were tears of sadness and worry and everything um, thankfully it's all positive now but in, I, like I can't lie initially I was absolutely devastated well it's a big difference as you say the difference between one baby and two babies is vast it's not yeah. just double yeah um, and when you're doing it on your own yeah um, and then also um, you know identical twins there are different types of identical twins and initially it looked like they were the riskiest type so, you know, from that moment, there was an awful lot of worry. Mm. Um, the first trimester has been very, very difficult. You know, I had such a smooth IVF journey. I'm so lucky, you know, I was a client coming in here without any fertility issues. Well, I didn't know. It could have turned out that I, I might have. But I am not in a couple that's been trying for a baby and it's coming from a place of difficulty. You know, I had a really good IVF experience, thankfully. But the pregnancy part was very, very hard. From the moment I found out it was twins, there was a lot of difficult steps along the way. And it started with finding out that they were high risk, um, identical. So it looked like they had uh, one placenta and were in one amniotic sac initially. 
thankfully later on it turns out they're in two amniotic sacs but they still have one placenta so it's still risky you know it's not been without its difficulties and how how was that telling your family that hey i've i've been doing this solo and i'm pregnant and actually i'm having twins also so i had ordered these cards on amazon that um because it was it was christmas time yeah. so on christmas day i was going to give them a card and it was a lovely little card that had a present picture of a present on the front said not all presents are under the tree and you opened it up and it had you know baby plunkett coming august 2023 well i had to change all the details ba- babies yeah. babies i had to put two baby plunkets <laughs> coming earlier than august 2023 <laughs> So that was the plan to kind of, you know, yeah. tell everybody the news that day. But the day that I found out it was twins, I turned up on my parents' doorstep and yeah. floods of tears. <laughs> I thought they were going to kill me. Um, you know, really worried. And they just put their arms around me. Mm. And could, all they saw it as was a miracle and a blessing. Um, and thankfully, they managed to, with their love and support, get me out of my bad headspace mm. very very quickly and within two three days you know in my head it had turned around the other way and I knew how lucky I was and how amazing this was yeah and just how they felt like they were destined for me you know it's so yeah. rare for this to happen um that they, they just were always meant to be my babies so uh yeah it was lovely but nothing turned out the right way but I did get to tell some of my siblings on Christmas day the way that I had planned but my parents found out that day with a very sad daughter on their doorstep. <laughs> it's so great that they were able to support you, though, you know, and that you had that support. How have you found um, the single mother by choice community or the single parent by choice community? I know it's it's become a lot more common for yeah. people to to go through fertility treatment solo. So I haven't dipped into it too much. Mm. There are two people on Instagram, one that I have followed a long time since I knew I was going to make this um decision so Mm. kind of watched her journey before I decided to go mine and then there's another girl who's doing the same at the exact same time I think she had her transfer three days before mine so we're very much on the same path and she's also having twins as well so it's kind of yeah it's been nice from that perspective uh one of my friends is also thinking of doing it as a a single parent but really worried about how people will react Mm. And, you know, what people might say, but from my perspective, like I've just had nothing but mm. support, joy. Everybody's delighted for me. Nobody cares how they're they're coming here. They just know that they're my babies and they're so happy for me to finally be a mom. Like I've waited a long time. Yeah. So um, the support is unbelievable. Um, it's great. It's great that it's becoming more commonplace. Yeah. You know, I did worry about in the future in school, you mm. know, my child not having a father being a single parent not knowing where they're coming from but families are so different now that actually you know their stories they're one of multiple other stories in their class you know that parents and two kids and isn't necessarily the norm anymore no absolutely um, not I worry less about the impact it will be on on the boys when they're bigger yeah I mean when you look at what a child needs what do they need they need they need lots of love and safety and knowing that they matter and whether that comes from one parent, two parents, three parents, yeah. grandparents, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter where that comes from as long as they get it. Yeah. And it'll definitely be the village raising these kids. Yeah. And it's a village full of love and excitement for them to come. So they're going to be just as loved as every other child. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't worry about that anymore. And what do you think in terms of ever coming back for those nine other embryos and <laughs> multiple eggs? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I'll never say never, but I don't plan on doing this again. Yeah. Um, you never know, maybe the eggs might be used in the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe I might decide I can be a single parent of three kids in the future. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still only 36. I think I'll make that decision at them when I'm in maybe my early 40s. Yeah. Um, I was saying earlier that it would be amazing if I could donate them at any point you know there are lots of people who go through through this and don't come out with the positive outcome that I I have um and I know from using a donor that what genetically makes up your kids doesn't really matter you know these babies are my babies you know and they've always felt like that way from day one um and I'd assume it's the same with if I donate mine to somebody else that's their babies you know and it wouldn't feel any different to me or them so it's something I would think that I might like to do in the future but I won't make any decisions on them until I know what I want to do for myself um you know over the next few years so much can change in a couple of years yeah um are you still happy with your decision to freeze eggs before freezing embryos yeah yeah and I probably if I wasn't so eager to get pregnant Mm -hmm. I should have and probably would have done two rounds of egg freezing to yeah. really bolster those numbers yeah 14 isn't a lot yeah it's some to try with mm. um but it's not a lot there's no security there yeah in them um so in an ideal world i would have done two rounds of egg yeah. freezing but i just couldn't wait to get pregnant so i didn't have the patience to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um do you have any baby names picked out i do you I do. do i don't know whether to say them no don't say my, no, my don't, family yeah, yeah. don't know yet no I don't do. no don't say i know them. their names i know their godparents i know everything like a plot it's been such a long time coming i know everything and when did you find out they were boys so i had a rough pregnancy early pregnancy Mm -hmm. and there was something not right with one of them Mm. and I had to get some invasive testing done Mm -hmm. because if he wasn't well because of something genetic then it was going to be the same for both of them um and we needed to figure out why he wasn't well so I got the the CVS which is taking the sample from the placenta and through that they 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 tell you what yeah Yeah. and I was so worried about losing them that I Mm. wanted to know what they were as well yeah um so yeah so yeah, it was then I found out it was two boys. I was a bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what do I do with two boys? <laughs> I just picture myself sitting in the middle of the sitting room floor, crying, and two little boys having wrecked the house and like covered in snot and whatever, and I'm just there crying. They're but gonna they be say, boys wreck your house, girls wreck your head. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have your head or your house wrecked? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're going to be the loveliest little humans raised by a wonderful woman. Um. What are you most excited about to welcome your babies? It's just every, uh, there isn't one thing. I've Mm. waited so long to experience this. I'm just looking forward to every moment, you know? I just want to treasure every part of the pregnancy, the birth, everything. You know, I'm 36, I'll be 37 soon. Always known I've wanted kids. I feel like I've waited forever Mm. to be at this point. So I'm just excited for it all. I can't wait for you to come back and I bring hope them back. I they do the Christmas party this oh, year. Oh, absolutely. But you can come back before that. As soon okay. as as soon as soon they arrive and as soon as you're ready, come on back. Yeah, I'm curious to know how many, if there are other identical twin babies from Therapy Fertility. I haven't met any. I'm sure there are. Yeah. But I, I don't know if there are any that exist just yet. Maybe there's some currently currently waiting to <laughs> come Earthside. <laughs> um, it's very exciting. Um, what would finally what would yeah. you say to to someone who's maybe thinking of going on a similar journey but you know is afraid that there's stigma there and yeah. 
that the journey might be too hard or that they can't afford it or that there's just too many obstacles. Yeah, well, I, there's probably two pieces of advice. People who haven't started yet, just do it. You know, it's not, okay, it's not easy, but it's not that difficult in the short term to kind of really secure something for yourself in the long term. Like, it's really, really small. Um, and yet what you could get back is that security of, you know, well, in five years' time, then I can decide. Like, it's, I don't know, nobody knows what's around the corner. I said I could have walked in here at 35 and my AMH was so low and I might have really struggled. Mm. Thankfully, it worked out well that that way. But if it was bad, you know, waiting three more years mm. to do something about it is just not going to make the situation any better. Yeah. So it's a small pain for a very large gain. Just do it. Um, at least get the tests done if you don't do anything further at least do the tests it's mm. free here you know yeah. free to come in for the first consultation yeah. um, and then if people were in the IVF journey I don't know the one thing that I learned is it doesn't just stop with getting pregnant you know that's the focus <laughs> yeah. for so long in IVF that's the end goal you need energy for the next part too you need mental space for the next part mm -hmm. as well so um, maybe take your time a little bit more mm. than I did. Make sure you're not completely depleted coming into the next part. And I'm sure people who are parents will say the same about <laughs> me. You know, there's a whole other part after being pregnant. Um, but yeah, just take your time, you know, prepare for, it doesn't just end mm. with IVF. There is a whole heap of stuff that comes next as well. Yeah. And just to make sure that you have the energy and, yeah. and the mental capacity yeah. for that too. I can't wait to meet your babies. Oh, no, I can't either. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and chatting. Um, I'm sure people will find this um, an incredible and fascinating story. And, and terrifying. Yeah. And terrifying. <laughs> but amazing. You wanted yeah. one baby and you got two. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing. And as you said, yeah, it's a blessing. It's it's very unlikely to happen. Yeah. So these babies were meant for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Mel. Mm -hmm.